Welcome to season two of Wander by Proxy, a podcast featuring women's travel stories that connect them more to themselves and the world around them. I'm Leah Fallon, and today we'll hear from Jenna Z. She lives in a converted school bus in Colorado, but before that, she took the right of her life in the thick of her battle with Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. Here's Jenna. Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome is a genetic conductive tissue disorder, and it affects all of the systems of my body. So my joints can dislocate very easily. I have digestive problems from it. I can faint because of it, because it affects the veins and the valves and just everything. The main thing is a lot of chronic pain is something that I have to deal with just all the time and a lot of sensitivities to life itself, it seems like. And I was only diagnosed with that fairly recently, about five years ago, but I've been dealing with the symptoms for about half of my life now. There was so many years of seeing all sorts of doctors and specialists and just people shrugging their shoulders and saying, we did the same test that we already did on you and we didn't find anything. So it must be stress. (laughs) It's like yeah, I'm stressed because I'm miserably sick and nobody's doing anything significant to help me. So yeah, that that was a really big thing in my life for a long time. It still is, but having a diagnosis doesn't change anything other than like a confirmation that I'm not crazy and my body is actually doing all of these really strange things. At the end of 2017, like November, December, I started getting really, really sick. And with my health conditions as they are, having these chronic health problems, um, I have autoimmune issues. And when I get sick, I get really sick. The end of 2017, I was having these seizure-like episodes and excruciating pain and loss of function of my limbs and my body. And it just kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse. There was months of this where I was completely bedridden and I was disoriented. I was confused. I was in excruciating pain. Nobody could figure out what was wrong. It was a mess. It, it was a very stressful mess for everyone involved, everyone who was caring for me, everyone who cared for me. Mm-hmm. And just existence itself was nuts. So I had written some journal entries after I left and a piece that really stuck out to me. I wrote, I'm so disoriented, so confused. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing it alone? Because I have to, because I must follow this path where it leads me. I can no longer be influenced by the minds of others. This is my journey. I parked my car outside of a Walmart in rural Pennsylvania, got out, and shakily, painfully stood on my own two feet for the first time in a long time. It's not just a metaphor. I was quite literally bedridden for four whole months preceding this moment, having to slowly and painfully watch as my body disintegrated before me and my soul tried to shrivel up and die. I don't know what exactly came over me, but fueled with adrenaline, I left the place where I was being cared for and took off on a ride for my life across the country. The mantra that stuck with me was, I have to have things to look forward to, so I'll keep moving forward. I did. I found so many things to look forward to. I found help from friends and strangers alike. I found something within myself I thought I had already lost. I found 
peace on the road and I witnessed some of the most beautiful parts of what it means to be a human on this earth. And if you had told me any of this was possible while I cried out in agony on a foam mat on the floor a few weeks prior, I might not have heard you and most certainly would not have believed you. This trip was a lesson in trust, trusting myself to get through whatever came my way. I trusted my intuition to get out of a place where I was being covertly abused and so much healing was possible in that space I found, driving alone down a seemingly endless highway. Wow. I want to know more. So the right of your life, where was your first stop and where did you go from there? My first stop was um, that Walmart <laughs> in rural Pennsylvania. My, my organs had felt like they were crushing under their own weight. And I taught myself to drive with my left foot because the right one stopped working. And, and I was headed west. So I spent a night in Pennsylvania in a hotel. From there, I saw a snowstorm was blowing in soon. So I left the next day and drove for nine hours through Ohio and Indiana and arrived in Chicago for the night. On my way there, I had remembered a friend slash acquaintance who I had met when I was living in Miami whose mom was a doctor in Chicago. And I reached out to them and was able to get in contact with Dr. Isabel. She's just this magical healing woman. She agreed to meet me when I got out there. She came to the hotel where I finally made it after all sorts of loop-de-loos and potholes and weird Chicago roads. <laughs> She came to the hotel that night, took one look at me and said, you're not going anywhere. I'm going to treat you. And I wound up spending close to three weeks in Chicago getting all sorts of treatment like cold laser therapy and acupuncture. After receiving acupuncture from one of her, her own acupuncturists, it was a six-hour session. I went in all twisted up with my legs like this purplish blue color and when it was done my legs were peach colored and like I felt like I was a corpse reanimating back to life it it was it was wild and I really like for the first time got to recognize these really powerful female healers I felt a lot less alone there was the four months on a foam mat on the floor in excruciating pain. My partner at the time was with me day in and day out, not taking any breaks. And my family was trying to be supportive, but also just dealing with the stress of the whole situation in their own very strange ways. And my partner just hit a breaking point and he, he got violent and then he left. Mm. I was there, left with my mom and her friend taking care of me who were in their own space in need of healing. I just knew that I needed to go. I, I mm. felt like there was nothing left. I was absolutely ready to die and um, an old friend who lives in Portland now 
reached out at me out to me kind of out of the blue he told me come out here i've got you <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> just get here and i'll do what i can to help you wow and the next day i climbed out of the very low window and left with no shoes and the spare key to my car <laughs> wow what a way to get away from your situation And how does your dog factor into your life? She plays a huge factor in my well-being just overall. She's trained as my service dog, so she creates so much more freedom for me to be able to go for a hike and have it just be the two of us and not have to worry that what if something happens and I'm alone? Because I know that she's there and she knows what to do in case I faint or have another emergency, she can help me up. She can try to wake me up. She can go get help. And just knowing that she's there really, really helps to allow for that freedom to move around and just be in my life without needing another person to do it. That is powerful and a great companion. So tell me about your school bus a little bit. Three years ago, this August marks three years, was just insulation and flooring and nothing else. The futon on the floor seems to be a theme. Um, So I've been living in it for about three years now and it's come a really long way. I've taught myself how to run electrical and I put in a solar system. I taught myself the basics of plumbing and I have water tanks and running water. I've been learning carpentry. I've been working on cabinets in there. After I left Chicago, I was still very weak and still in a lot of pain. My brain was still swollen from encephalitis. That was what had actually caused that long spell of being bedridden and in such a messed up state. After I left Chicago, I was just a little bit physically and mentally better and able to really start to be present with myself and what was going on. And there was this moment driving through Iowa of all places. There's all these places in, in the United States that we just like breeze right over, don't even think about, but like actually being there, there's this magic in the land. And like Iowa was just so pretty. It was like this this patchwork of these farms that are all trellised around the hills and everything was this fresh green of early spring and the clouds were leaving these great little abstract shadows scattered across the landscape. And I remember just like bursting out in laughter and happiness and like really feeling like, wow, like I'm here. So I, after I drove through Iowa and Nebraska, I wound up in Colorado and stayed with a friend in their apartment for about two months and did a lot of healing then, spent a lot of days just sitting in Barnes and Noble reading books too. (laughs) (laughs) And after two months, then I continued my way west and got to see a little bit of Utah, which was another one of those places to me, like Iowa, where it's just like, whoa, where did this come from? Like this, Utah was wild. Like I had no idea to expect that kind of landscape and 
this almost like a spiritual feeling that comes with the lands and and how ancient all those geologic features are and all this time i was i was walking with a cane still but a friend of mine took me camping for a weekend and we went to bryce canyon and i got to see the hoodoos up close like just hobbling very very slowly down a hill and from there i made my way out to portland i spent two or three weeks out in portland and did a lot of like just walking around parks and trying to do what I could to continue strengthening my body and to get back to being able to move again. From there, I went north and visited a friend in Washington and then to Montana and spent another week or two with a friend who's out there. And from there, made my way back down to Colorado. And then I flew back to New York where my bus was at the time, my bus and my dog and my partner. We all drove the bus back out to Colorado in September of 2018. So I've been in Denver since then, in and around Denver since then. What have you learned from that and what have you taken into your present situation or your current mindset? I learned that things will always work out. And regardless of what we had in mind, things will always work out. I learned that there's a lot of kindness in the world, especially from strangers. There's a lot of weirdness too, but predominantly kindness. That by allowing myself to be vulnerable and to be open to sharing what's going on for me, that it resonates with a lot of other people too it it opens up a deeper level of connection and communication and understanding between people a a lot of people are going through things that they think nobody else is or nobody else would understand and just by opening up it it reminds me and it reminds us that we're not alone in whatever we're going through Thank you for listening to Wander by Proxy. You can check out Jenna's school bus adventures on Instagram at High Spirits Journey. The tag is in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe to Wander by Proxy. We have an amazing lineup of travelers coming every other Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts.